Good morning. Good morning. I am so, so excited. Marie-Pierre, how many, how many masterminds did I do this morning? I did one for Sylvain. I was so into it. Then I did one for um, Sabrina and uh, Jean-Philippe. And then just before coming here, I did one for Marie-Pierre again. Oh, guys, it is so exciting. You're saying, Maria, why is it exciting? Well, chapter three of Bob Proctor, Born Rich. And, and you know, honestly, don't even get the book. I, I Honestly, we're, we're actually sharing this book better than the book itself. It, it Like we're embellishing it. Is that a good English word, Monique? Embellishing? Yeah, it's a good word. We're embe embellishing it because we're going and get stuff from other books like Anthony Robbins, and it really completes Bob Proctor. Like, wow. So this episode is all about the power of image, making making that image and how it can eliminate any competition in my mind. If I feel competition, if I feel threatened, it's only in my mind. And if I stick to creating my own image of who and what I want to become and or what I want to do, there is no competition. I become now in competition with myself and that image I have created of myself, right? As Bob Proctor puts it, it's up to me to create the reality I want for myself. And with the knowledge and practice of image making, I have now the ability to transform my life in ways beyond my wildest dreams. And I want to share something with you and you'll, you'll understand why I am so excited. So my husband and I have been in accord for many things. But today, there's a little bit of disaccord when it comes with spend the way we spend money, okay? Muhammad is extremely frugal, and he will always be. So am I. But if it is to create the life of my dreams, I, I'm like Melanie. If it's going to cost $150,000 to get that kitchen the way I want it to be, and I have the money, and I'm not indebting myself, then why am I not doing it? This is where we have a disaccord with Mohammed. Mohammed's going to say, why are you going to waste? The cupboards are still good. You know, the floor is still good. You understand the difference of mentality? Now, there's no right and wrong here. It's very important. There's no, you guys understand there's no right and wrong. It's just a different way of seeing things. Okay. So this is what I decided to do. My yard, after 36 years, the fence is brittling down, right? It's So you have holes in the fence. It looks like, you know, I call it welfare recipient fence. Sorry for the analogies, but you understand what I'm talking about, right? But for Mohammed, why are you going to change the fence? We can just change the lats. Why hire somebody to change the lats? We can do it ourselves. Well, that kind of mentality, it's been five years and the lats are still not changed. So let's not go down that road, right? Because that's a slippery road. Slippery, slippery road. So I took it in my hands this year and I hired, I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast because this is a secret because I have my own money with the building with my sister. I hired an a architect to give me a three-dimensional uh, idea of what my yard could look like. This is called imagery, right? And it cost me 4,000. Mohammed, if he knows that, he's going to make fun of me. He's going to laugh at me. He's going to tell me I'm wasting money. He's going to be like my father talking to me. Anybody feel me right now? Anybody feeling me what I'm saying? So he's never going to know about it. But the power of this, I'll tell you what's happened. He gave me a perspective, the architect in the three dimensional image, right? 
even if it costs $4,000, something I would never have imagined, like adding where there's the trampoline that I've removed, uh, a fountain. So you hear when you're relaxing in the backyard, even if you're in the city, you hear, I would never have imagined that. That's what imagery does. If we take the time to make it specific, then I have no space for patio chair. Of course we put them, but he created this beautiful wood uh, patio, if you want, on the round, going onto the pool about, I don't know, four feet, whatever, putting four patio. I would never have imagined this. And I could go on and on and on. So, and I gave him five points I didn't like. So we readjust. You see how easy it is to readjust on an image versus building and destroying it or building and accepting it, even if it's not the way you want. Anybody feel me right now, girlfriends, this morning? You guys feel me? So, is it worth my $4,000? Absolutely. Absolutely. For me, for me. So, yesterday's podcast, this is why I hope you listen with intentionality for real guys. Okay. Everything I do, I do with intention. I come back to doing my, you know, you guys go watch my live with my recipe tomorrow morning. I am not about just checking the box. I did it. I am about checking the box that I did it with passion, love, and the intention of dot, dot, dot. So I don't just want to renovate the backyard to fix the lats that are brittled, right? I want to turn it into a resort backyard. You see, the intentionality is so different. The objective is so different, right? It's with everything I do in my life. So listening to the podcast yesterday morning with you guys, when Marie Pierre spoke, I had this realization, I need to make my own million dollars a year because I everything I have is with Mohammed. Right. So there's a lot of things I would do differently, but I'm not going to stir up a shit storm over it. It's not worth it. I love this guy. I, you know, I married him for these qualities, not for these defects. Did you notice they're bigger? <laughs> okay. And I'm going to stick to this because that's the way it is. I just have to make more money on my own. So nobody's going to dictate to me how much money I can dump into my yard. Because if he knows that this yard is going to cost a quarter of a million dollars, he, 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 he's, he's going to say, take that project, bring it in the back barnyard and shoot it dead. That's what he's going to tell me. He's going to say, sell the house, buy another one. But that's not what I want to do. So my friends, today's chapter or segment of the podcast is so special to me because you see how it's fired me up between yesterday and today. And I hope you're going to listen to it with as much intention as me. I know imagery has made the difference for Hilda, my babysitter, my nanny, my first nanny that was with me 12 years. She had an image of getting out of the Philippines, a third world country. She had four children, her smallest when she left the Philippines and left her four children behind was only eight months old because she had an image that her four children would be living in Canada, debt-free, mortgage-free and a dream life. You see, this imagery made her come out of the slums of Philippines and do what she had to do to finally, 14 years later, bring her entire family to Canada. And that image she had of her four children being debt-free, mortgage-free, and earning over 100K a year has become a reality. But it started with an image, clarity, clarity of what we want. So please, let's begin with sharing. 
ready to transform your life forever? That should be the question. And then share, share it. Number two, we have a six liter, five ply stock pot from Tupperware or a Sauters from Tupperware that we're going to draw out at the end of June when we achieve our 3000 members. Or if we don't, I'm still drawing it out. Okay. Either way. You know what? If we achieve 3000, we'll draw both. It's not or it's end. C'est bon? We'll do that. Okay. So this is how you get your draw tickets. Number one, for every post you do that is relevant to leveling up and working on being a better version of ourselves. It can be a, a post. It can be a, um, a, a reel. It can be a YouTube training of 16 minutes. I don't care for every post. For every live you do. Thank you, Lise. Marie France. Finally, she's back. Where the heck is Melanie, Melanie Beauchat? No clue. But for every live, you're going to get that ticket. For everybody that you join, I love Melanie Miller. Even us, the podcasters, we go in the draw. She invited Susie. She invited Alan. She made sure they, they will accept the invitation. And then Melanie, make sure they write, you know, I'm new. Thank you for welcoming me. And I want to thank my mom. I want to thank my wife for inviting. It can be as short as, you know, as long as it's six words, right? You get a ticket they get a ticket in the draw, right? For every time you like something with a heart, you know, whatever. For every comment that you answer with six words, come on, guys, we're going to get these 3,000 people because, 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 because we want it to be the best inspirational group, the millionaire of the diamonds that you will ever go to and within minutes find something to uplift your spirits in the time of need. There is no junk on this group because it's only organic growth. So once again, Marie-Pierre, if you can just mention how as we do the podcast, it can go in and invite to the group inspirational of the diamonds, please. Yes, yeah, so when you go on the group, Limiliana de Diama Inspirational Group, you will see the uh, box of invite people. You just click on it and you will see all the list of your people that you can uh, invite. And of course, invite people that you know that they will level up with us. Not someone that always uh, just, <laughs> uh, how can we say that? <laughs> Someone that's always a complainer, you do not invite them to the group, okay? This is not a hospital. Our group is not a hospital. Our group is a group where we level up together and we work each day to be a better version of ourselves because we want to be financially free, debt-free, mortgage-free, and have enough money to help somebody else in need. So with no further ado, I'm going to leave you in the hands of Melanie Miller and then off to Marie-Pierre and then meet with the close. So off to you, Melanie Miller. Yes, good morning, everybody. So this whole chapter is about image making, your ability to create images. Images have always been used to create things. It is how you use your images that will make a difference in your life. And um, I, I love the beginning of this chapter. One, because I love the chapter, but also because it has a poem. So the first thing I'm going to do is read that poem for you this morning. And it's called, It's Up To Me. I get discouraged now and then when there are clouds of grey until I think about the things that happened yesterday. 
I do not mean the day before or those of months ago, but all the yesterdays in which I had the chance to grow. I think of opportunities that I allowed to die and those I took advantage of before they passed me by. And I remember that the past presented quite a plight, but somehow I endured it and the future seemed all right. And I remind myself that I am capable and free and my success and happiness are really up to me. And I just love the thoughts behind that because we've all left things behind. Um, the most important thing is when an opportunity presents itself to you is what are you going to do with it? Uh, that is why Alan and I have emigrated twice <laughs> because when the opportunity came, we looked at the pros, the cons, and um, we always said, what would we do in 20 years time if we didn't take this opportunity? Would we look back and say, oh, if only. And so that is, has been our attitude uh, to our lives. In most religions, they teach that God is responsible for everything that is made in the world. However, we have part of that. As humans, we are co-creators. And so what do we do with what God gives us? Like, how are we making the most of our lives? And um, uh, Proctor gives us a story. So I've got the pleasure of reading a story as well this morning. So many years ago, a minister was driving along a remote country road when he happened upon a very beautiful farm. The farm was kept in magnificent condition. The fences were well cared for, the crops were a radiant green, and although the house was set back some distance from the road, it was abundantly clear that it had a clean, fresh coat of white paint on it. Well-cultivated flower beds encircled the house and stretched all along both sides of the long, wide driveway leading to it from the road. In a neat row along both sides of the drive, were straight lines of tall green poplar trees, reaching up to a picturesque pale blue sky. The lawns surrounding the house were a deep rich green and as well, as and as well manicured as any putting green ever was. The entire picture would have fit well on a postcard since it was breathtaking in its splendor. Then the minister looked off to the other side of the road here the fields were ploughed, the earth was the deepest black the minister had ever seen, and he was amazed at how the furrows had been ploughed in such a way that they stretched out in rows as straight as clotheslines. Far off in the distance, he could see the farmer sitting up on his tractor with a straw hat on the back of his head and clad in an old light blue pair of overalls. It appeared that the farmer was moving toward the road as he was ploughing. Since the minister was in no particular hurry, he pulled his car over to the side of the road, got out, walked toward the fence. When he reached it, he stood still, enjoying the light breeze and warm sunlight and admiring the beauty of the farm and the farmer's ability to plough such straight furrows. As the farmer worked his way towards the road, he noticed the minister leaning against the fence. 
So he brought the tractor to a halt, climbed down from it, and started to walk in the minister's direction. As the farmer got closer, the minister smiled, raised his arms, and waved, saying, My good man, God has certainly blessed you with a beautiful farm. The farmer stopped, pulled out an old red and white polka dot handkerchief from his pocket with his big, scarred and calloused hands. He raised his arm and wiped the sweat from his sun-scorched brow, still not saying a word. Then he reached up with his other hand and gently took from his mouth the long piece of straw that had been bouncing and waving as he walked. He stood in silence for a moment, looking at the minister, and then spoke. With a slow, steady voice, he replied, Yes, Reverend, you're right. God has blessed me with a beautiful farm, but I just wish you could have seen it when he had it all to himself. And I love this story because, you know, basically the farmer did something with what God gave him. And um, to understand more about imagery and how you can use it, let's now um, move over to Marie-Pierre. Thank you, Melanie. So yes, image making is so important because it turns out that the scientists and psychologists have isolated one prime cause of success and failure in life. It's a person's self-image. So how do you see yourself in your mind? And this morning, as I was preparing in the podcast, I, I realized that I'm so grateful to have that capacity to see in my mind because Recently, the research found out that some people, a little few of people in the world, don't have that capacity of seeing something in their mind. So be in gratitude that you have that capacity, that you have that ability to see, because yes, it's something that will help you to be in success. So if you are wondering what your self-image is, it won't be really difficult to find out. So just look at the various aspects of your life. Take a look at the result you're getting in your relationship, your income, the position you all at work, your personal appearance. These are all the other expression of the inner image. So one of the biggest mistakes people make is attempting to change things that are outside of themselves. So that approach never works. So you want to make sure that that change is gonna be on the inside. So there's first step, first step that you can take right away to start altering your self-image and improving your life. So number one, visualization. So yes, it's going to take 10 to 20 minutes, maybe two or three times a day at the beginning to help you visualize yourself with the wonderful thing that you would like to be, the wonderful thing that you would like to do and to have. So allow yourself to completely relax so you can feel what you want down, uh, you want down to yourself. So to do that, you must leave the part while you are visualizing. So imagine the emotion attached to the outcome. So the more you can feel what it will be like to accomplish the goal, the more you will believe it, it can be attained. So the more likely you will be to act after that. So expand and then expand your knowledge because maybe you will need more knowledge so do some research, talk to experts, take a class so you can really see the detail in your vision. So yes, visualization is not something easy for everyone. And yes, it does take practice. 
So to help you to see your future, to see your future self, I found a list of 10 questions to ask yourself. So number one, when somebody asks you, uh, ask what you do for work, how do you respond? So the ideal you in five years. Question number two, describe your physical surrounding with as much detail as possible. So where are you working? Where do you live? Where do you spend your free time? Number three, describe the people surrounding you in your business and in your personal life. Number four, what is the atmosphere in your business and personal life? How do you contribute to that atmosphere? Number five, what are you most proud of? Number six, what is your favorite way to spend your downtime? Number seven, when somebody asks you for mentoring advice, what do you tell them? Number eight, describe the step you had to take to get to where you are now. Remember, in five years. Number nine, do you have any regrets? And explain. And number 10, what would you have done differently to get here? So yes, some of those questions may be a little bit more challenging to answer. And yes, each question is designed to help you visualize the process for getting to where you want to be as much as the outcome. So yes, trust the process. I know it's not all question easy to answer, but you need them to really add some detail to your visualization. And then we go to step number two write it down so now that you have that vision in your mind now burn the image of how you want to live this year or the next five years in your mind and then write a detailed description of them so the more you can see and feel as you read your description your description the better so how do you see yourself in the next year or maybe in the next five years step number three now is to take the time to make the comparison so when you've got your description just the way you want it, take a look, a good look at it and compare it to how you are living now. So the result you are presently experiencing in your life are the physical manifestation of the image in your subconscious mind, which are directing your life. So are you satisfied with your result when you do that comparison? And then you go to step number four, Choose one thing to change. So once you've made this comparison, you will see the change that you need to make. And even if you could make dozens of changes, begin by making one at a time. And an excellent place to start is with your appearance because you want to present yourself physically in a way that is consistent with the new image you are developing. So something as simple as how you dress how you walk and project yourself will send a powerful message to your subconscious mind and to others. So it also sends a strong message to everyone that you come across so you can have those opportunities that is coming to you. So I hope with those four steps, it helps you to see, okay, where we are going with that image and making. So first 
it's yourself uh, image that you have in your mind so i love that the first step is so easy so how do you dress how do you walk and how do you present yourself every day i love it love it love it now let me talk to you about how we dress okay so a while back we were at a conference in the month of february and we're we, our company, our multi-level marketing business, you would always find us very distinguished in our way of being dressed. Like we, you know, typically we wore a dress, uh, spike heels, like you, you can see us walking a mile away. Oh, those are diamonds. And here I am sitting at this conference and this is the ability one must have. Okay. If you stay, if you're, if you have the ability to stay humble, then you have the ability to see this. And here is the fastest growing organization at that moment on stage. And she says, you got to dress professionally. And here the snob of us, we look at each other and we go, <laughs> they're in leggings with Tupperware t-shirts back and forth, you know, written in both sides. And we're going, hey, Monique, <laughs> well, who's laughing now? I, I assume myself now and I walk all over town with my Tupperware t-shirt and my Tupperware sweater, you see, because I want everybody in the world to know I'm in Tupperware. So who's laughing now? Hmm? Who's laughing now, right? If you accept your position, my position is Tupperware, then why isn't it written all over my face? Do you, you guys understand? So we were actually wearing makeup when we were dressing with those fancy clothes and everything, because we we wanted to portray something that wasn't necessary. We needed to be proud out loud. And here I am, guys, with this amazing wardrobe. If you ever come to my house and you see my wardrobe, you're gonna say, oh my God. And yet you'll see the quantity of t-shirts I have and that's all I wear. Because <laughs> when you get it, you get it, you understand? So even if it's my dad's birthday, I know those are images Everybody will watch. Guess what I was wearing? My Tupperware t-shirt. <laughs> so anyways, I'm having fun with this. Anyways, in closing, I want to share with you an example that really illustrates the transformative power of image making. Consider the story of Jim Carrey. Everybody knows our Canadian actor, Jim Carrey. I chose him because he's Canadian. Uh, and this Canadian actor, he's a comedian, he's a writer, he's an artist, and he's also a multi-Golden Globe winner and best actor, okay? He was used to living in a very competitive world. Everybody knows how Hollywood is. It's a very competitive world. And he was struggling a lot with recognition and the ability to climb that ladder of success. Despite his best efforts, he could never seem to break through and gain this uh, notoriety, anyways, this recognition, let me keep the word simple so they roll well off my tongue, right? That he really deserved because he worked hard. He worked hard. He worked hard. Now, how many of you work hard? Because I, I, I want you to hear this word. He worked hard. He checked everything in the box. He worked hard. Everybody following me here now? I'm talking to all you guys, okay? This is, so you better be with me. I'm talking to you guys. He worked hard. But he wasn't visualizing the outcome he wanted. There's a difference between working hard and working hard with the visualization of the outcome we want. When he started visualizing, by visualizing the life he wanted for himself 
And by creating a powerful image of himself as a successful artist, he transformed his reality. You all know his story. You don't need me to tell you this story. As he sat on the mountain and he looked on the mountain where Hollywood was written and he decided what kind of recognition he wanted. Okay. And when that began, visualization, oh my God. Unexpected success started pouring in from everywhere. Jim Carrey's story is a powerful reminder that we are all image makers. We were all born with it. The power to shape our own lives by aligning your thoughts, because we're all hard workers and we all check off the boxes, but you have to align your thoughts and your action with the most powerful vision of the outcome of what you're doing. If you want to create unprecedented success in your business, in your marriage, in your relationship. So I truly urge you today to take action, to make it specific. If you're going to go live and cook a recipe and check off the box, check, I did it. Can you visualize the outcome of that live, please? Okay. If you're going to go live or you're going to do a post with the intention of recruiting, can you please visualize the outcome of that? If you're going to do a team split, I'm talking to entrepreneurs now, can you visualize and not check I did the team split? Can everybody feel me right now? Like for me, this segment of this podcast is such an incredible inspiration Become an image maker and start today creating the results you deserve because I know I'm talking to workers. If you're on this podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds, you are committed to leveling up. You are committing to, committed to being a better version of yourself. You are committed to working, but without imagery of the exact outcome you want, you'll be walking fast, going nowhere, Work, working hard, like the doctor who says, oh, the operation was a success, but you know, the, the patient died. No, 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 no. Today, we're going to walk out of this podcast with the power of understanding that all I needed to do before anything is imagine the outcome I deserve. So guys, thank you for listening. Happy weekend. And please make your next live, make your next post, make your next team split or whatever you're doing just before going in, what is the desired result outcome you want of that? What is it? What is it? Because you're you're putting in the time. You're putting in the time. You just need to have more results thanks to imagery. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye, everyone. Mm -hmm.